Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Well, today we're doing a bit of a mini reaction review episode of the top three matches of Saturday's New Japan Dominion show, which... I'm pretty confident will go down in history as one of the greatest wrestling events of all time. Not only because we arguably saw one of the best matches of all time. I personally, for me at the moment, it's still my joint favourite match ever with their their encounter the previous year, Omega Okada 2. Uh, but because the rest of the show had such a depth of quality to it as well. What was your overall feeling? Because you've seen more of the entire show than I have. Yes, so I was um, I was uh, smart enough not to do a 10k run on Saturday. So uh, I was able to watch uh, the majority of this live. Mm. Uh, and then I watched the rest of it this morning. But I thought the show overall was really, really solid. Like, it's a card that... Dave Meltzer said on Wrestling Observer Radio that it's the greatest wrestling show that he's ever seen. You know, it's better than WrestleMania X7, which I'm assuming was the previous last best show that he'd ever seen. No, that wasn't in the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> but um, I, I thought the show overall was just like really solid. Like what it what was its real strength is that there wasn't a bad match on the card, and even matches that were like, yeah, you know, that was ten minutes and it was completely fine. Also, always had these moments where I'd like, oh god, I want to see more of this. So, for example, like Suzuki Goon of um, uh, Minoru Suzuki and Sabre Junior versus Ishii and Toriano. Like, anytime Toriano was in the ring, comedy nonsense. But then Zack Sabre Junior would get in and just stretch the hell out of him, and it was awesome. And then Ishii and Minoru Suzuki would go at it, and I'm like, well, that's now a match I really want. I just want to see them two now have this big old wrestling war so they'd previously wrestled in 2012 yes. i believe but i uh yeah I, I wasn't watching new japan back then and now suzuki and ishii that's six years later they're different people now yeah. so i want to see i want to see them have that match now do you know biologically they are different people all of the cells in their body would have died and regenerated so they're, is, they're completely different people so is the theory yes I know, I might, that's, is it that's real science? science? But that's how people say that you overcome certain ailments. So, for example, if you have a gluten intolerance, mm. seven years later, you might actually be fine. But there are people who are just always intolerant to certain things. 
Yeah, I think maybe you're. Yeah, the, biologically, you're a, a different person. Okay, well, fair yeah, enough. Fake loot likes science. <laughs> well, that's fine. And so you're I- like. You're off on science. I, I think science is great, mate. <coughs> um, but there are, you know, there's other some really good stuff on this card. I really enjoyed the six man tag as well mm-hmm. uh, of, of Reg and Hiroshi Tanahashi. That's Jushin- Ray Mysterio for people who don't know that Luke calls Ray Reg. Jushin Thunder Liger versus Bullet Club. Like that was really good. It was surprising to see that the the heels got the the victory. However, now that they're doing um, Kenny versus Cody at the Cow Palace show, that sort of makes sense that Cody was put over strong in that match. And that was actually it was it was a lot of fun. So he. Pinned Liger. He did pin Jushin Thunder Liger indeed. And um, the Young Bucks against Evil, Son- uh, Evil and Sonata was also really, really good. I thought Dave Meltzer, uh, it wasn't Dave Meltzer, I think it was Brian Alvarez, put it best when he said that like Matt Jackson has been getting a lot of praise this year because of the sell job that he did at Wrestle Kingdom and how he's been carrying across this bad back storyline throughout all of his matches to kind of create this this inner continuity and to prove to people like Jim Cornette that they're not just spot monkeys and they can do in-ring psychology and this was the match where Nick Jackson went oh hang on I've not done anything like that now I'm going to do it and so he did a spot where he kicked the ring post really really hard and then sold his the, the leg throughout including even when they tried to go and do the uh trying to do the indie taker as soon as he jumped up on the rope he just collapsed because in the match he wasn't able to put any pressure onto his leg and they kind of like built the entire match around matt not being able to use his back properly and now nick can't use his leg properly yeah so i I still haven't seen that one i really want to yeah but uh the 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 first match the first proper match we're going to talk about is will osprey versus oh, Hiromu okay. Takahashi. Yeah, I thought we're doing in chronological order. I was going to say, now we've cha- started that way. I did say mind. we'd start with Omega and Okada, but yes, it's the main event. So I, I in the douchebag rating scale, gave this four and three quarters. I thought this was a better match than Hiromu Takahashi versus Taiji Ishimori, which had just taken place five days prior really? at the best of the Super Juniors. Oh. Maybe, maybe it's the because that was. It looks like it's in a school hall. This, this is. In Corrigan Hall. Was it in Corrigan? No, Corrigan. in... Um, oh, no, I forgot what it's called now. Osaka Joe Hall. Okay. But it looked it looked a lot... It looked grander. And I just thought, uh, because the title was on the line uh, and Takahashi was so over and Will Ospreay super, super engaging. Um, yeah, I, I preferred this match. It's interesting because I actually, A, I preferred the, the finals of the best of the Super Juniors, but B, I preferred them when they had this match at New Beginnings. Mm. I thought that the, the New Beginning match was, was much better than this one. I just thought, I, I like this one. It just felt like there was a lot more on it. So much on this show felt like it had so much context mm. building into it. And that, in my opinion, creates a better end product because yeah. you've got a lot more story, a lot more spots and character moments you can invest in. Uh, I, I must say... I, if New Japan's big plan is to expand internationally and get that United States audience, I don't think Osprey can get away with saying F you, you little C word <sighs> quite loudly on camera for much longer. I was going to say, and actually, my sort of big takeaway from this show is in that sort of it feels like they are kind of focusing on this big international expansion we've got our new um new japan is a new president for for new japan and he's the first non-japanese um businessman to run new japan he's dutch he is dutch how old mike he loves pancakes um uh, and all that stuff no was it was waffles that he really liked wasn't it um yes gold member i'm gonna blitch (laughs) yes smoking a pancake smoking a pancake um so cigar and a waffle 
you know things like with Jericho winning, with uh, Kenny Omega winning, with uh, with Elgin winning. I think they're just, um, the Bucks winning as well, kind of putting it on these sort of non-Japanese uh, wrestlers as a way to kind of like get uh, and the same way that WWE put the WWE Championship on Jinder to try and get that that Indian market to be like, hey, look, your guy is your guy big air quotes podcast listeners your guy is the champion so now you can tune in and watch our show and you can be represented by someone fortunately that someone was jinder whereas new japan will be like hmm no we'll have the one of the best wrestlers in the world one of the best tag teams in the world we'll have them represent these unless there's two guys in japan filming a little podcast thing as well going what that it's so transparent <laughs> they're obviously trying to break the united states market yeah. why are they hamstringing all of our great homegrown talent oh god it'd be so amazing if there mm. was like this but like with the exact same set and everything like with the same headsets oh, that'd be great alternate universe maybe that's what we need to do we need to set up the like, asian like, timeline rest- <laughs> no we need to set up like wrestle talk needs to do its global expansion and we we open up like a Japanese office. Local globalization, <laughs> exactly. yeah, is what they termed it in yeah. the WWE press conference. So I, I think that, that that's quite key uh, to all of this. And it, I, I thought it was a, a really solid show. Like it is getting mm. incredible amounts of press. And I've had a lot of messages from from people. You know, I've, I've got it while I was watching it live, and I've had it from people since saying like, you know. God, it's just so much better than WWE. I'm cancelling my WWE subscription and I'm going over to New Japan World. They probably did it. Probably. Oh, I mean, my argument would be A, I mean, you can do both. Money permitting, you can do both and you can like both. It's not like you can't like one and not like the other. What are you talking about? I've got a tribe and I want to stick to the tribe and I'm going to stick with that tribe forever. Heaven forbid I can switch between things as they vary in quality. Yes. I mean, and it's also like. People are like, why don't WWE put shows on like this? And WWE could put on shows like this. It's, it's called NXT. Well, exactly it, because NXT is there to appeal to people who like watching New Japan and like watching wrestling, whereas Raw and SmackDown aren't designed to do that. They're designed to appeal to a mass market who aren't really interested in wrestling. They just like watching wrestlers do entrances i guess and, and, and pins are good and pins do they pin- like counting they the like counting yeah, exactly yeah. yeah and that so it's like, you can't say that WWE don't have the roster depth to be able to put on a show like this because they do it's just new japan choose to use their roster depth for me much more effectively mm. because they are putting on an incredible wrestling show well, i was gonna say uh, WWE have quite a lot of New Japan's old <laughs> roster. AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, Luke uh, You've got uh, Kenta. You've got yeah. Asuka as well. It's just the other stars who were very, very successful in the New Japan style of wrestling. But since they've come over to WWE, take t- take the... Uh, Exactly, yeah. Go back a notch. Exactly. Like, they just, like, take all these Japanese stars from, like, Stardom, All Japan, and New Japan, and all this sort of stuff, and then be like, now we're just going to take you over here and just flatten you all out you just go out and do your one thing and then and we'll we will tell you that one thing to do and that'll be fine and, and some people and, oh, that's been good for exactly yeah and here's a massive paycheck for you to do so uh so the back to osprey and Taka, uh, takahashi yes, we went on a bit of a detour there. Uh, an extraordinary match i i loved the hell out of it i really really have turned a corner on will osprey's selling I, before yeah. I was always quite put off at just how screamy and yelly it was. I, di- I didn't really buy into it. Like he's his screaming didn't sound like a real scream to me. It sounded like a scripted scream, if yeah. that makes sense. Well, we talked about this in the Ramble Club. The, yeah. The, the, 
Patreon podcast that we do when we were reviewing Osprey versus Kushida, and I really liked Osprey's selling in that because he was really focusing on like the, the neck and shoulder thing mm. that he got from the the Spanish Fly um, uh, incident, shall we say? And I really like it because it feels so guttural and just like, oh my god, you have really kicked me hard in that. Huh? But you felt that it was a uh, a forced. I need to do this to put over the fact that I am hurt. Yeah, but here, maybe he's changed or my opinion's just changed. I just, it felt like it didn't get in the way of certain spots for me here. Uh, the, the argument is, why would you scream so much? Because you're effectively saying to your combat sports opponent, yeah, keep hitting me oh, there. by the way, it hurts here. Yeah, look, the, all the tape here is a big mark where you can <laughs> keep focusing your attacks. But I just thought uh, this match was so well-structured that some some of the the reversal sequences were so quick there's one moment i can't remember where it was it was near the start because they were kind of feeling each other out and then they did some spots on the outside you say they were feeling each other out but like for a minute i was gonna say like tack did an overhead belly to belly into the corner in the first five seconds of the match uh but then when they got back in it was like one of the best counter after counter uh that's it it was the it was a long yay boo spot so just going like forearm kick forearm punch and then it goes counter after counter no cell after no cell reverse rana reverse rana guys just get back up again and then uh osprey hits like he had run up takahashi Mm. run up takahashi and then hit a kick and he did that a few times and it was just this long like 40 seconds this sequence went but it was like of action movie yes. or uh yeah but from the matrix yeah yeah not totally. a realistic action movie i i yeah i thought it was it was one of the best wrestling sequences i've ever seen i i really really like this and right at the start of this match like will did this ginormous dive mm. so they're, they're like they're sort of doing this big wrestling on the outside and there was a point when um uh takashi was gonna german suplex him off the 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 ramp onto the floor and then he sort of got out of that and then so Takashi's down off the ramp. Will then runs back up the ramp and charges 500 miles an hour and does this big old flip dive, basically misses Takashi, who I think just went, Jesus, and yeah. sort of ducked to get out of the way. Nope. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, but it was it was so cool. It was so impressive. I-, I wonder if he always intended to do a forward roll after his forward roll in the air afterwards, because that's what happened to Osprey. Or if he was going so fast, he was like, holy crap, I need to, (laughs) you know, sort of roll this out. (laughs) Uh, But that itself was a play on the... So much of this was trying to top that best of the Super Juniors match. Yeah, Uh, Fire was really lit under Osprey uh, to have the best match on the show. And he, the, the, like the promos going in and the press conference he did afterwards oh, so was, good. was all about that. And he was like, you know, this this is the best title in New Japan. And it, it really, really helps put over the importance of what these guys are fighting for. Yeah, I particularly like that moment in the, the press conference when Will kept saying, like, this, I've, I'm working my hardest to make this the number two title in, in New Japan. And Takahashi just goes, it's the number one title. Yeah, oh, yeah. So really good. Sweet. But next up, we had... And this was perfect uh, structure throughout the night one of yeah. the criticisms we level at wwe is that you'll just have match after match after match and they're essentially all wrestling the same style so it does become a bit monotonous and tedious before we go on we didn't actually finish up the match itself because um takashi won in the in the end he uh, hit the time bomb death valley driver into the corner mm. then hit the time bomb and we've got a new champion 
really fired up at the end. Yeah. Takahashi was oh. so cool. Yeah. And the crowd were all really behind him. Yeah. Uh, but then next up we had uh, Takahashi's uh, teammate. His faction member. His LIJ member. I wore this t-shirt for a reason, which I bought at an indie show. <laughs> God, you're so, so cool. cool. Oh, so cool. It was Lonnie Chris Davis. Jericho versus Naito. And this was a completely different style of match to the best of, uh, to the super to the junior heavyweight match we'd just seen and it was Jericho just walks out in this top hat scarf that you know the old scarf that he used to wear which was a source of mockery in WWE and his uh, glistening jacket not full light up version but he had he had like black eye paint and and stars yeah. in black lipstick. He just looked like a, a completely different person. I loved it. I was going to ask what you thought of the makeup because oh. he debuted the makeup at a, a New Japan show when he attacked uh, Naito from the crowd, and it got a, it was ridiculed uh, a little bit by a lot by the mainstream press. I would say you know sites like Joe.co.uk mm. and places like that that don't really watch wrestling and they're just like, oh, by the way, that Chris Jericho lad you used to watch in 2000, he's now still wrestling and he's over in Japan and, and he's then, a drag queen. And you watch that and you go like, oh, well, that doesn't look like the Chris Jericho that I remember from 18 years ago. What's up with the makeup? I, I mean, I wrote that he looks like an ICP fan. Uh, or a, a bad Raven knockoff. That was that was my takeaway from it. I think he looks like a, a sort of black magic worshipping Alistair Crowley inspired punk rocker. Hmm. And yeah. I, 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 I dig it. I dig it. I did the whole because it's not like it's not perfect. It's just crudely drawn on, and that packaged together with his, I believe, intentionally out of shape body. Hmm. He is not in WWE shape. He has. A weird six-pack where it's like, is that muscle or is that fat? Yeah, it's hard to tell. And there is an overhang on his stomach. And he just, he's got a, a supreme dad bod when he wrestles Naito. And I think that adds so much to this iteration of his character where he just feels a bit... He doesn't feel like this polished, lion-salting athlete. He feels like a dangerous madman who just... There's something a bit off about him. I, I really, yeah. really, I really like this match. I really like what Jericho's doing. I really like what Jericho is doing. I, I, the, the makeup doesn't really work for me, but man, you cannot argue that his character is just so good. Like, do you know what? Don Callis summed mm. this up absolutely perfectly right at the start of this, because I think you, you're going to have a different Callis line to the one I've got, because my favourite line of Callis's was like, Naito may be the most popular guy in New Japan, but Chris Jericho doesn't care. Yeah. And as I guess Naito was making and then the first thing you see is Chris Jericho just completely decimating Naito, and you're like, "Yep, you're right." Jericho does not care. Yeah, well, Callus kept on putting over like there's going to be a viewing party in Stamford, Connecticut, right now, which is where WWE's headquarters are based, and they're going to be asking each other. Who's this guy? <laughs> this yeah. isn't Chris Jericho that we know. Callus kept saying, like, this is, a, this is a Jericho I've only seen a handful of times in the 25 years that I've known him. It's like, and that was, really, that was only in bar fights. Yeah, like, yeah That was on yeah. the street and in bar fights, never in a wrestling ring. And I've got to say, throughout this show, commentary was exceptional. That is a, it's, a it's, given, it's a given on any New Japan show, because really, Kevin Kelly and Don Callis are such a good team-up. It's my favourite commentary team at the moment. But they are... I just think Callus is so good at his job. He's so good at getting character across. Salute him. Salute Callus. I'm trying to get this over. I put it in my news today. <laughs> Salute Callus. We trust in you, Don Callus. We do trust uh, in Don. The, well, because we criticised. We, we were overly applauding of the commentary for Wrestle Kingdom 12 because 
we love Callus and Kelly. But we did say, even in that main event, there was a lot of self-aggrandizing. Yeah. Oh, how many stars is this going to get? Low, low, low. And, it, you know, it's, it takes you out of it. The last bit. time these two wrestled, it was a five-star match like that. Yeah. yeah but is. all of that was taken away here. This was, this was a, a six-star performance on commentary. <laughs> it was. Uh, but the, the, this was... So this match... It's just right out of the gate. Jericho does his entrance and then Naito comes out, white suit, wicked club banging entrance music. God, I wish I could look that cool. Yeah. Like I, I I'm don't look too bad in a suit. At least on my wedding day I looked alright in one. I will never look as good in a suit as Naito does. And a white suit which really got over the blood yeah. later when blood on a white suit look a beautiful visual uh, or rather a horrific visual and Naito's making his way out he's so cool he's tranquilo and Jericho just attacks him I'm thinking why didn't anyone see him it's because Naito's looking right at the ring on the way there but he's too cool he's so <laughs> chillaxed did not even see Jericho yeah. run around to attack him and it is Five minutes, or I don't know how long it went, actually, but a long period of Jericho beating the crap out of Naito. Yeah, really. Puts it an amazing table spot. And these Japanese tables, they're thinner. They they look like they don't break easily, and they don't. <laughs> and he, he puts one over the barricade. Uh, so what the one leg's is inside the barricaded area, and the other side is on the barricade. And he power bombs Naito through it. Looked brutal. Then there's the the spike DDT, spike DDT yeah. on it, and the table doesn't break for that one. And there's even like great spots because like Jericho is like throughout this just trying to get over this new like, crazy character that he's got to the point where he grabs the camera mm. off the camera guy and just films himself giving Naito the finger. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was so, so cool. So there's this like prolonged beatdown bit, and he's screaming Naito's name. I, I, sorry, I didn't hate to interrupt. Just, like, that just came to my mind. Then he's just mm. screaming his name all the while, beating him up. Yeah, it wasn't it, again. And this was kind of what he did with Omega at Wrestle Kingdom. I just felt like it was a lot more on point here. Yeah, it worked better this time. Uh, and Jericho th- throws Naito into the ring, and he's like, "Ring the damn bell." He brings ring the effing bell with yeah, his words. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Red Shoes. Again, another brilliant performance all night from Red Shoes. He really gets over the drama of the match by just hopping in there and being like, no, no, no. There was a great spot when Jericho had the walls on. Uh, it beats the, the, the structure of this match is Jericho continues to beat down Naito for ages. Naito has a brief comeback and Jericho wins. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'd say the Naito got like I think the Callus put this over. The first ten minutes were all Jericho, mm. but then it was all Naito because Naito eventually got his suit off and was able to mount quite a bit of a comeback. But yeah, as you said at the end, it was it was Jericho's win. Mm. But there was this beautiful moment when Jericho's got the walls locked on, and because Jer- I never really thought about this before, Jericho can't see if Naito's tapping. Mm. And Red Shoes is down on the ground being like, are you tapping, Naito? Are you tapping? Hitting the mat himself. And Jericho's like, is he tapping? And Red Shoes is waving his hand just so Jericho could see it. Going, no, 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 no. But he's still looking at Naito like a referee would do in this situation. Yeah. A really good performance. Red, Sh- Red Shoes was really great. Yeah. But I, I would say, I had two sort of big notes out of this thing. Because I thought this was a terrific match. Yeah. So it got brutal later on when uh, especially when Naito gave Jericho a pile driver on that same table that Jericho gave him the mm-hmm. spike DDT on but there were two sort of notes on this was that th- despite 
the booking of this match, which is that Jericho is clearly a heel and he is a nasty, vicious man, the crowd was so behind him. Like, and they like even when Naito was really being beaten down, the crowd were chanting Y2J. Have you heard why this is? I have not. A sucker hates Naito. Oh, <laughs> really? Is yeah, that the yeah, case? Yeah. Apparently, someone wrote on... Because I said a similar thing in my reaction video, and someone said, Naito could save a baby <laughs> in Osaka, and they'd still boo him. Yeah, because it was like, at, at Wrestle Kingdom, he was like, in this match with Okada, he w- I'd argue he was more over than, than Okada was. Yeah, it's really interesting how different cities really get behind different, uh, yeah. different well, wrestlers there. Um, WWE keeps telling me that's what Roman Reigns is as well divisive yeah, yeah very divisive but then but you you'll get like a boo on naito but then everyone else will kind of drown out the naito boos with their own cheers yes and like that's real divisive that is real divisive as opposed yeah. to the one-sided no everyone just doesn't like roman reigns on our television screens and there was a couple of like loud spot calling by by jericho throughout uh, including a moment <laughs> when uh, when they, they sort of they botched doing the destino and yeah, sort of, that was a bit awkward. Sort of like dropped him into the ropes, and then they sort of like got up, did a couple of bits, and then Jericho essentially goes, "Do it again, I'm I'm ready this time." And uh, and then they they hit it the second time they tried. There was I can't remember if it was in this match or if it was an Omega Ricarda afterwards, but Callis covered a loud spot call oh, yeah. by going, "So and so is so confident now, he's calling spots like so and so used to do in in hockey." <laughs> probably the Jericho match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God bless Don yeah. Callis. So yeah, there's, that- a mo- there's a moment when uh, he had him in the walls. I think he had him in the walls, and he was essentially shouting at Red Shoes, "Take me off! Like pull me to one side." Yeah. And, Jer- and Red Shoes go like, "Hmm." <laughs> <laughs> and so Jericho's like, "Oh, fine. I'll go to you myself." Then. Yeah, yeah. So, so it wasn't like that, especially near the end, because Naito did pick up two nasty Oof, injuries, really round his eye. Yeah, which. I don't know why he didn't play up on that more. His eye was blooded on the inside, so it was like oh. blood in the lid. Yeah, it's gross. And his whole thing is the tranquilo pose of opening up the eye. Yeah. But he did it on the other eye. <laughs> Probably because it hurt so much. Ow, 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 grin ow, through ow. this. And then he got another laceration to the cheek. That's good Michael Cole yeah. uh, <laughs> wordplay. It's like that weird phrases you only only <laughs> wrestling fans ever use. Technical area. Yeah, slobber knocker. Superstructure. Yeah. Local medical facility. <laughs> um, and in the end, the story is that no one, and the commentators really putting it over, they've never seen Naito brutalised like this. Even Suzuki, the most sadistic man in all the world, never did this sort of stuff to Naito and here's Jericho and I'm like you know what Jericho right now is kind of at that Suzuki level of just insanity I would love to see a Suzuki Jericho oh, match yeah. with, the, the, with this Jericho against this Suzuki man well uh, in the Omega uh, Jericho feud I, I sort of always treated it like this is a a freak show. A one-off it's, freak it's show. A, yeah, it's a curiosity. Yeah. Um, but now that it seems, and especially after Jericho won the Intercontinental title, the number two belt in New Japan. Not going to Will Ospreay? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, a belt. <laughs> a top belt in New Japan. <laughs> yeah. It's It now opens up all these things that I never really considered, but I actually really want to see. I want to see Jericho versus Suzuki. I want to see Jericho versus Okada. I want to see Jericho versus Ishii. Mm. Like, all the people he could have feuds with now. And you're not getting that one. You're getting evil instead. Yeah. Okay, so evil... But I like evil. Yeah, evil ran down to save Naito afterwards. They're they're trying to push evil a lot because he he had a good showing in uh, the New Japan Cup. 
Or was it last year's G1? Moment last year. Evil seems to be a slow burn project for Gado at the moment. But a, a really great brawl. Yeah, really, really great. Um, really enjoyed but that. here we go. Well, the, the finish, actually, I love the finish of the match as well, which was that um, uh, Naito went to do Destino, but Jericho got out and kind of like faked push the ref. And then low blows Naito, hit the code breaker, and got the win. Before we move on to the main event, yes. a point that I do want to make. During the um, uh, the, the tag match between Suzuki Goon and Yano and Ishii, the, the finish of the match is terrific, by the way. Because essentially, Toriyano attempts to give Zack Sabre Jr. a low blow. And Sabre Jr. catches him, catches the thing with his knees, like catches the arm with his knees, and then transitions that into like this crazy like armbar submission. And Toriyano's like, oh dear. And taps out. My first thought was, I wonder if AJ and Nakamura will do that mm. at Money in the Bank. Well, it'd be interesting to see how Dominion affects Money in the Bank weekend. Because the main roster guys are pretty hamstrung in what they can do. I wonder if they will let Styles and Nakamura go out there and finally have the kind of match we know they can have. But I think the NXT guys on Saturday night, a lot more freedom in the ring if they're just going to go balls to the wall. Just like how the January TakeOver show had that Wrestle Kingdom fire lit underneath them, and they went on to have the Almas Gargano, uh, Gargano yep. match and the, the ladder match as well. That was the WrestleMania one. Oh, was that WrestleMania weekend? Yes. My apologies. So, yeah. It, the Alistair Black Adam Cole one. I think yeah, t- t- TakeOver should be ruddy good fun. Particularly um, Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. Yeah, yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah. Uh, so, here we are. Kazuchika Okada versus Kenny Omega in uh, my new joint favourite match of all time. It's been two nights now I've slept on it. It's still there. I was going to say, it's interesting that it's your joint because like I thought, I I loved the Dominion match last year. I thought the Dominion match was just like, it was untouchable and absolutely flawless. 
until this match happened. I'm like, oh god, that match was like somehow just so much better than the Dominion match. Despite the fact that Dominion match last year was so good. I thought this one was just like because it's the culmination oh, of you everything. Prefer this I one. much prefer this one. Because like it's the culmination of it all. Mm. It's the culmination of this feud. It's the culmination of Okada's you know, epic long title reign. It's the culmination of this kind of like not so much the culmination, but the, the the new era of this Bullet Club-esque storyline where you've got now the golden elite and all this stuff kind of coming together. And it's it was just... I, I, I said it when I watched it live, as soon as it finished, I just tweeted out, it was a masterpiece of storytelling. An absolute masterpiece. And I still... And I absolutely stand by that. And I, I think it, this is the best match these two have had in a, in, a, in a series of already amazing matches. And so by extension is... Is it your favourite match of all time? Well, I mean, from a technical standpoint, 100%. But it's that sort of thing where it's like... But from I, a, I mean, what can touch it storyline-wise? I, I appreciate that. But again, it's that sort of thing where I've always said that I appreciate that Akada is probably the greatest wrestler on the planet, but he's not my favourite wrestler on the planet. So I might be that this is the greatest wrestling match I have ever seen, but it's not my favourite wrestling match I've ever seen. Okay. Because they're two very different things. Ghostbusters is my favourite film of all time. But I don't think it's the best film ever made. I got you. I feels you. So shall we talk about my? F- oh, by the way, it'd be interesting to if you rewatched last year's Dominion match mm. between them, because I think there's. I think it might be a case of whichever one you watch last is yes. your favorite. Could be, yeah. Because you just got like the Cody thrown in the towel drama, mm-hmm. the the faint from. The, the clothes like the rainmaker oh god what's about that one? and I loved how they played off mm. on that one but actually it's a lot like when we did the Wrestle Ramble Extra review of Wrestlemania 25 we were talking about the, the, the Michaels Undertaker match and I've always thought that the, the Hell in a Cell one was just like far and away better and then I rewatched the Wrestlemania 25 one and now I'm not sure which I think is actually the better match of the two so yeah maybe mm. it's a case of if I watch Dominion again whether I might have a difference of opinion. Uh, so this match opened with, and it was like as soon as this thing played, I was like, I mean, this is five stars already. <laughs> yeah. They did an Infinity War reference. And just this beautiful video package prologue from Kenny Omega. That by all accounts, Kenny Omega would have gone out and funded this himself and made it and given it to New Japan. I wouldn't be surprised. It's, well, got, that's it's, what got, the, it's got Kenny's they, fingerprints all over it. Yeah, that's what they. I think they said that about the previous one. Marty with his his bird wings entrance. Yeah. That's all the wrestlers, and they just like say, "Can I do this?" And they go like, "The, the office would go, yeah, sure you can." Um, so it's a card. So it's Omega walking along, and he's kind of having flashbacks of the last year of being beaten by a card about Cody infiltrating the Bullet Club, about having to break up with the elites, the elites, the, the young bucks, and then he stops, and this burning feather falls down in front of him, and they reveal Kota Ibushi standing on the other side, all in white. And you've got this contrast of Ibushi all white with these feathers around him, and then you've got Omega on the other side, all in black. And they effectively relay the conversation at the end of Infinity War from uh, Thanos talking to Gamora. Spoilers. Yeah. Well, that's not the end. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't, I haven't said certain bits. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, what did it cost? And they, uh, Abushi asks, you know, have you prepared for this match? It's a pretty big deal. And Mega says, yes. And he goes, what did it cost? And then they just have a shot of the Bullet Club logo disintegrating. And Omega just looks so sad and goes, everything. everything. And it was like, just just that condensed a whole 18 months of story into one bit, beat of emotion. 
and I'm like, this is such a big deal. Like, beyond... It was before that, I was like, I can't wait to see this really good wrestling match. And then that moment was what transferred my mind into, this is a story. And now I'm watching a movie and... I'm invested in all the characters and I want to see the end. Com- I completely yeah. agree with you as well. But isn't it as well, because you said in your reaction video that you don't really like New Japan video packages. <laughs> no. <But> I, do, <laughs> I do like them, but they're not effective. No, but like I, we had this when we did the Wrestle Kingdom 11 review for Wrestle Ramble Extra. Yeah. What I do like about uh, Wrestle, King- uh, Wrestle Kingdom, New Japan video packages, I like that the guys just get to, they just, it's like sit down interviews and they just get to talk about why they are going to win this. And I think that always gets over, like, the importance of winning. And it just makes them feel like actual combat sport athletes fighting in a, in a match. Like, that sort of thing. It makes it, it doesn't. All... I, I, Not I, the I, way they present I, it. I, I, it works for me. I it makes it... it look like an anime. It makes it look like a morning kids' TV show. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. It does. I, 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 well, no, it's... <laughs> No, this happened over here, and now this person speaks. Blah, 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 blah. I, I like it. I think it works for me. But like you know, it it makes it feel real. And then you couple that with this one, which did add more of the the sort of storyline drama elements to it. This what I will say. This was better than the the, the New Japan produced one. But I do like. I I always like wrestlers kind of sitting down and doing these sort of pe- like you know these these uh almost press conference style mm. talks to the camera. I like them. So we won't do a full play by play because I have. So about, many notes. Honestly, five pages of notes. Yeah, I've got quite a lot. Um, of notes but here. we will go full by full. So the it, it, the story they're telling is Omega can't out wrestle Okada. They've said, like Omega's admitted that he's like he's the best wrestler in the world. I'm not going to beat him at that game, but I can outlast him. That's it. He goes like, why would he challenge me to, to no time limit? He knows I can like he knows I can go further than he can. Mm. That's and a he, really nice bit of like delivery from him. And when Omega walks out and you see him, you're like, holy moly, you're right, because he is in the best shape I've ever seen him in. Yeah. Like, he's absolutely like these fists that are just protruding from his abdomen. Uh, he, he looked great. And the, it's 20 minutes in, and we get the first fall. And it's not from a... It's not from a finisher. It's not from a wrestling move. It is a cradle from a carder. And I was just like, that's amazing yeah what a way to deliver that first fall because you've still got two more bits to go you can't blow your finisher load like from a match structure perspective it, it, it makes sense to save those things and they're talented enough to keep an engaging i just thought it was a, a great way to do it and then you have you said you don't like in when we did the uh luke and i recently reviewed the triple h rock iron man match and you don't get any breaks between we've done, falls. We've done a lot of plugs for Patreon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you don't, you don't uh, have breaks between falls. But here you had two minutes of breaks, and I loved it because you just got both men in either corner, and that they're, they're like Kenny's roaring to go. Akada's just standing there, so happy with himself. Like, yeah, I'm one up. This, I've, this is on my turf. He is now. a smug little dick, any Akada. But yeah. like, you're right. And Omega's just like, I want to get in there. Yeah. And he's pouncing around. And it built, and it works so effectively when you go into the third fall because both men are in the corner just like, oh, God. Oh, my oh God. God. Like, And you are right. So I, I did say that in the, the Judgment Day 2000 review that we did, I love when you don't have breaks between falls. I, I, I don't know. I just really like the fact that like we've got an hour. We are going this whole hour. There's going to be no rest periods in there. But when you set it up like this... It does add a lot more. I, I, it can work both ways, and here it worked absolutely brilliantly. 
Well, I think for an Iron Man match, no breaks make sense. But for a two out of three falls match, yeah. it, it, this way works a lot better. And it was really great as well because I, and I, I called this the great, the greatest first fall in a two out of three falls match I've ever seen. Because it really was. It felt like a real wrestling match. They played off a lot of stuff. It featured some of the loudest chops I've ever heard in my life. I don't remember Omega's chops being no, that big. I know. They were just, it felt like they had implanted a microphone into Okada's chest to make it sound louder than they were. Or grafted Walter's arm onto <laughs> Omega. <laughs> exactly. Because they were just so loud. I also love as well. One Again, another shout out to, to our boy Don Callis. There was a moment when... Um, when Ibushi, no Ibushi, sorry. Well, I'm going to say his name in a second. That's why I got confused. Omega was doing these sort of like this kickboxing stuff, and Callis goes like, Ibushi competed in kickboxing at like a professional level, and he has been training with Omega to improve his game, and that is really paying off here. And it just builds up again this more drama to this like, yeah, this guy has been training for this match but he's also been doing something that Akada has not been expecting he's been working on other things that he hasn't had in his arsenal in the in their previous encounters loved that and I love the fact that Akada picked up the first fall because it's because it really plays into that so I do think Akada is a dick like it just, like he's just a smug dick and it plays into that character because he said stand in the corner going like mate I'm one up like what are you gonna do I loved it. It was so. so it was two minutes, and and Gato's there going, "You got this, Renmaker. <laughs> oh, this is ours, Renmaker." And it, yeah, kept like, it really positions Kenny as the babyface. Yes. And the whole crowd were behind crowd him. Was so but you know it. what? I was super behind him as well. I never. I was never like, but Kenny's gonna win. Like even from his, even the storyline makes so much sense. I was like. I have no idea who's winning the match. And do you know what? That's the, the brilliance of this as well. Like, I tweeted out when I was watching this. I said, I'm calling it now. Akada is winning, and he's kicking out of the one-winged angel. Because that's felt like, that felt like that's what they were setting up in this match. And they were to swerve me and do something else. I was like, oh, you beautiful little bastards because i didn't see that coming it was wonderful they've worked the work and the work exactly. into the shoot into onto the shoot. work there's too many levels it's beyond my comprehension gato's a genius so i'd also say as well like because i i've often criticized the card of matches that i've never invested in the first 20 minutes because i know the match isn't going to end there but like i as i said when we did the um the preview for this i love that this is a two out of three fours thing because you can work in some drama into the first fall so we'll just run through a few bullet points v triggers are also just as loud as the chops as usual there was a tombstone on that apron spot from akada on omega which really wasn't put over as a big deal (laughs) it was just like it was like a clothesline well twenty thousand moves had been hit on the apron throughout the night i know it's a tombstone and everything but on the apron it's the hardest part of the ring luke uh, drop kick, drop kick, drop kicks. There's yeah. a wonderful bit where there's a table set up outside, and they're wrestling for ages on the apron. And it looks like Omega is gonna do the snapdragon suplex like he did off the top rope in their first match through the table, and they tease it, but it doesn't happen. It was they were really playing off the the previous matches spots and it makes it such a rewarding thing if you followed this story through from the beginning there's a wonderful spot when they are on this this outside so like so they kind of get out of this and omega tries to do the one-winged angel on the floor 
and Akada gets out of that, and he attempts the Rainmaker, but he, but uh, Omega ducks and hits this reverse Rana on the outside. Yeah. And this is when Gato again, so great, just like screaming at Akada to get up, it's like you need to get up right now. Mm. And he does, like it was it, the Undertaker at WrestleMania 25 when he kind of gets up. He gets up at 16. He's about to get into the ring and then falls down again. And the crowd go, <gasps> yeah, yeah. And really bought into it. And he just managed to roll in at 19. And just the first thing that Kenny does is runs at him, V-trigger, right in the face. Mm. God, it was great. So about 40 minutes, and I'm skipping to the next fall now, uh, there was just this incredible sequence where it was Akada did a drop kick into a power... So Akada went to do a drop kick, but Omega reversed that into a power bomb. And then there was some more stuff and Akada got a cradle. And you're like, oh my God, it's going to... Like the second fall was going to be just another cradle. But loads of V-triggers, a butterfly pile driver near fall from Kenny Omega. And then no one's ever kicked out of it. The one winged angel, which I now like. Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah. Turn the corner. I I always said it looked too contrived, but I, I don't know what's happened. I just, I fell in love with it over the course of this match. And... Kenny makes the pin and it's there. It's one apiece. And Akada sells this incredibly. And Callis is like putting over and Kevin Kelly saying, Akada's unconscious. Yeah. What happens if the match can't continue? I'm serious. It looks like that, that might be a possibility. Gato's going crazy. Uh, and that is the first successful finisher of the match. Yes. 50. 45 minutes in. Yeah. And uh, and that builds in beautifully because as soon as that... Because Akada's not... like you got this two-minute gap. Akada isn't ready by the time the bell rings again. He's he's just not ready for the match. And and Kenny, spotting this, goes boof and straight yeah. into it. And like it just like attacks him straight away. Like with a V-trigger, picks him up for the one-wing angel, Akada hits the Rainmaker. Autopilot. Yeah, autopilot, yeah. absolutely. And like... And like Akada then just like crawls into getting this fall. It was so well mm. done, so good. Uh, and in that, uh, like at the end of that two minute break, when Omega's ready to go, he he wants to. He, he's got victory in his sights now. Gado is stalling. Yeah, and it is it's just masterful. Like that because Gado's very rarely flustered, like to that level. He doesn't cheat. He's not a cheating manager. He's a hype man. But here he is, really pushing the boundaries of the rules. Really great stuff. And then it was... So we're 15 minutes in. There's about 15 minutes more. And it is just fatigue drama. Like, both men are selling that, like, they're almost dead. Do you know what um, an amazing spot in this third fall was? Because, like, you're right. Like, they, these guys had absolutely nothing behind their punches. They were just really selling the, the fatigue of this match. As you would do it, like, at, at this point. But there was a great spot when Akada whips Kenny into the ropes with the uh, intention of throwing a drop kick, doing one of his trademark Akada drop kicks. And he throws Omega against the ropes. Omega hits the ropes, but doesn't have the energy to spring backwards. Oh. So he just falls down. But Akada, on instinct, still goes to do the drop kick. So even though like, he, he still exerted energy to throw this drop kick that he didn't need to, I was just, it's such, like, there's a, just a really great bit of storytelling in there. It's, it's just great and how both men stay down after that that's like it's like they've both had a massive move hit on each other but in reality one man just missed a drop kick and the other one just hit the ropes (laughs) but they're selling it because they're so tired and they put so much effort in it's incredible and uh that there's a there's a styles clash from omega in this in in this time period which got an aj styles chant from the crowd uh, spike pile driver from yep. Omega. Package pile driver. Uh, 
the the phoenix splash. Yes, and it's like Abushi gets up on the apron, telling him to do moves because like Callus got like, what's he doing on the apron? What's he doing on the apron? And I think that Callus was worried as well. Again, selling it as a commentator would that he was going to be throwing in the towel for for Omega, and he wasn't. He was saying like, you need to do the phoenix splash. This is what you need to do next, and he does, and he misses. That's uh, terrible advice there, Abushi. Like, just mm. stay where you are, mate. You're making things worse for him. Um, can, can I talk about like the last bits now? Or have you got any bits um, in, in between? Well, I mean, do we want to talk about possibly my favourite spot of the match, playing off my favourite spot of the mm. Dominion match last year, which is when Akada set up to do the Rainmaker, but Kenny in exhaustion just collapsed and just like swung. As a spot that you and I both thought when we watched it, it was a botch. But like it was just, com- it was beautiful storytelling. Mm. Because it just, it looks so weird because essentially Kenny just falls down. And they play off that this time. This time he does hit it, but Akada has nothing in him. So he hits the chest, but he's the one that falls down. And Kenny just sort of like absorbs it because there was nothing behind it. But it's not like Kenny was like, oh, I'm going to know sell that. It's like, what? What just happened? Yeah. (laughs) He's just as dazed. He didn't Ishii it. Yeah. That might be my favorite spot of the whole match. Loved it. I'm just going to storm through the end sequence. So it's a yay boo spot when with both men on the ground, they're on their knees and they're really tired. There's nothing behind the punches. They're an hour in and then Kenny just slaps a carder across the face yep. and does a headbutt. And Callis is going, I've never seen Kenny Omega yeah. do a headbutt. And then a carder hits a Rainmaker, but like a weak one. But he's maintained that wrist control. Second Rainmaker. Both men are collapsed. Still, the wrist is held. Kenny's eyes are in the back of his head. Yeah, yeah. Kenny's like selling of being out on his feet is second to none. Absolutely. And there is this wonderful shot of Akada kind of like just stumbling to his feet with Kenny's wrist held, trying to get Kenny up. And you can see Gado in the background and Gado just screaming. And it's like, Akada's going to win this. Akada's going to win it. That's what I was thinking. And the, But that then Kenny reverses the third Rainmaker into a German and then another German suplex. And then they do that same bit again. And then there is a reverse Rana from Omega and he uses red shoes to pull himself up. The referee goes for a V-trigger but's hit by a drop kick. Then he hits the one-winged angel from out of nowhere. When he goes for that V-trigger and Akada hits a drop kick, Don Callis goes, damn it! Damn that drop kick! <laughs> damn that drop kick. Yeah, uh, and it, but he can't get the pin off the one-winged angel. He's just so tired. And then they're just they're just next to each other on the ropes, shoulder to shoulder. And it, they're like both men are out, but they're trying to use each other to get up. Mm. And Omega's got his hand on. That was like the best moment of the match for me. Just yeah. like seeing them completely out of it, but still doing like they know somewhere even though they can't think of where they are something in there is still going you've got to win you've got to try and do it and at Kenny pushes himself up using Akada's face hits this brutal V trigger uh, like it felt like he got him with both knees somehow and then a one winged angel and then he won yeah and there's this beautiful end sequence where Abushi of course is in there right away celebrating but then the young bucks tentatively walk down the ramp with their heavyweight tag team titles freshly won earlier and they get in the ring and then they Matt like Kenny hugs Matt but he sort of pushes the heavyweight title away and is like I'm gonna hug my friends first that was the and he hugs them both and like they're all crying like that those are genuine tears yeah I was gonna say like when the bucks come down Matt is in like tears like you can see that he's really trying to hold back the tears because he's watching his 
you know, one of his best friends in the whole world win the biggest title in New Japan. And it was just, it felt like real genuine emotion. Mm. And then they get in the ring. And yeah, when they actually got, the, they did the hug and Ibushi got in there as well. Oh, it was such a, just a truly wonderful moment. Because it's one thing winning something for yourself or accomplishing something for yourself. But to accomplish something with all your friends also accomplishing their dreams and you're all in there, we've done this together on the same night. What a feeling that must be. And as a fan, like, I'm there with them. I feel like, you know, we're all celebrating this together. So it's... But it's not all. It's not all pleasurable, is it? Because, like, that's wrestling. Like, you, that that would have been enough to go out on. But Cody just walks down. Looks like he's going to get in the ring to celebrate with them. But he shakes his head and walks off. Beautiful. So we now have the golden elite of uh, the golden lovers and the Young Bucks and we've got Bullet Club so essentially like Kenny's, Kenny's officially taken him away, himself away from Bullet Club and I'm assuming the, the Bucks have as well like I mean, certainly that, seems that it way it certainly seems that way and I wonder if this now that's one of the matches they're going to do it all in Golden Elite versus the mm. uh, versus Bullet Club because Cody is in the NWA's title world's title match against Nick Aldis so you've got something that, that, Omega, that um, Omega could do but you could do Kota and the Bucks against Page and Skrull and, and, and someone else so yeah there's, there's plenty of stuff that you could do there with the Golden Elite versus Bullet Club but uh, it's what what a show and just what an incredible match like that match alone would have been enough to make it one of the most historic wrestling shows of all time Yeah, but it's got a hell of an undercard too and Don Callis on commentary when Kenny wins just yeah. Oh God! <laughs> was, yeah. Oh God! He was so. I, 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 it sounded I loved, like he was yeah, crying. Yeah, too. and he was because, like, because Callis was he was on social media like losing his mind that there weren't any like Winnipeg newspapers. He was like, like, like putting a call out to all of these Winnipeg newspapers and Winnipeg news outlets saying like two guys from Winnipeg have just won the two top titles in New Japan. If you ask Will Osprey, two titles and two top titles in New Japan, and none of you are reporting on this, and it's a shame that you're not. Like his callous is really like, but it's, it's you know Canadian prize coming mm. out of him. He's just he's a truly wonderful man and an incredible incredible commentator. What a show! And we didn't even get to talk about how great Tanahashi's hair was. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, I, for me, that's a five-star match, and it is the highest form of five-star match, it's whatever gonna, that means. It's going to get six and three-quarters. That's my prediction from, yeah. from Melt. All the stars. He's got to go seven now, you surely. He's got to go seven. Just another quarter thing means nothing. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.